Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with life coach Anna Hine. Anna is a life coach and founder of Masks Off, a project to guide people through the process of taking their masks off, fears, doubts, insecurities, all of the above, so that they can actually have clarity and go after what is truly important to them. Anna does this through one-on-one coaching, workshops, and conferences. Her goal is to grow Masks Off to a multifaceted and international platform to help and inspire people all over the world. And I have no doubt that she is going to do that. Her goal is to help people live a very, a much more intentional, passionate, authentic, and joyful life. One step, one mask at a time. Now, I love this conversation because I talk a lot about masks in my posts and in my um, podcasts and in my blogs. And I actually, the most viral, viral post I have had to date is about masks. And I talk about wearing masks and how we're all wearing them. And our masks serve a purpose for us in the early days as we are just trying to heal ourselves and not deal with the sharp pains of pain of judgment, criticism of others. So masks do help us in the very beginning as we start to build our strength, because that's what we have to do first, right? We have to get stronger, but there comes a point where the mask just doesn't serve us anymore and it actually hurts us to wear it. We play so small and we actually just don't show up in our life. So in this episode, and it's a really powerful episode, We talk about why we choose to wear a mask in the first place and how can we can change everything in our lives by learning to let go of the mask. We talk about the power of letting ourselves feel the emotions instead of avoiding or numbing them, which is what we're all very good at. This creates no change in our life because we must feel it, as I always say, move through it in order to change it. We also must truly know ourselves and acknowledge that what is or isn't working in our lives and course correct, allow ourselves the space to course correct and change what needs to be changed in order to live the life that we deserve to live. We also have to learn how to trust our intuition. We talk a lot about that and that requires silence, right? Silence and space to freely listen. Our intuition is always talking to us and the more we listen, the louder that voice becomes. We talk about how important it is to change the language and the words we are using to speak to ourselves. There is tremendous power in our words. We also talk about changing anything in our lives requires us to stop blaming others for where our life is at and focus on the gratitude of the present moment. In order to show up authentically in our lives, we must endure some shadows. We're trying to avoid those shadows because they sting and they're hard. But you know what? There's something so beautiful on the other side of those shadows and it's so worth the work. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. She drops a lot of great points and tips that are going to help you with learning about how to let go of that mask in your life, like let go of it for good because it's really, really not serving you. So enjoy this episode. I know you're going to take, have some great takeaways from it. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Anna Hine. She is somebody we connected with online. We've just had a wonderful little chat conversation to get started. Anna is a life coach, and I am so interested in what she's talking about today because she is the founder of Masks Off. And I, if there's one thing that always speaks to me is the fact that learning how to take our masks off and learning how to show the world who we are. So when I actually saw her bio and her background of what it is that she coaches, speaks about, it was like, absolutely yes. So I'm so happy to have you here today, Anna. Hi, Marcia. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me in your podcast. So excited about You are so welcome. I, this would be just, you've got great energy. So I can't wait to dive into <laughs> some of this information. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to ask you a few questions first so people can get to know who you are. Is that all right? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Where are you from? So I am from Mexico. I am from Tequila and Tacos land, and I actually love them. And I am currently living in Mexico City, but I was born in a small place, um, like an hour and a half, two hours from the city. Okay. Um, and actually living in Mexico City has been like a huge challenge to me because it has taught me about independence, about strength, uh, about more of who I am. So yeah, wow. for the last five years, I've learned a lot um, being just here I have to say that um, when I first moved to Mexico City I hated the place I didn't want to be there oh wow um, but now after five years I just love it and I'm so happy that I made this decision that's awesome that's awesome um you are are you a reader do you like to read yes yes what, I love to read do you have a book that has been impactful in your life that you would like to share with everyone like it's, what's the most impactful book you read? Mm, wow. So the one that comes to my mind right now is a book called The Giver by Louise Lurie. Yeah. It is not a book in personal development and I read it a few years ago. Um, so I'm going to spoil you a little bit about this book. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So this book is about a dystopical society Mm -hmm. where everything was already chosen for you. So when you were born, you already, uh, you were assigned with your family, with okay. your parents. Mm -hmm. um, you were, at age 12, you were assigned with your profession, mm -hmm. the thing you were going to do your whole life. And you were not able to see colors or to feel emotions. So everyday people in that community would take appeal to numb emotions. So of course you were not able to oh. fall in love and marry people for no. love. No. So when I read this book, what came to my mind in that moment was like, wow, we are super fortunate because we can choose. We can choose. And sometimes we spend our lives reacting and we give things for granted. Mm -hmm. We absolutely and do. So reading this book taught me that the greatest power we have as human beings is the power of choice. We are always, always choosing whether we are aware of that or not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hiding, pretending like we don't care 
it's a choice. still a choice. It's all a choice, right? No choice is still a choice. I've always loved that. Yeah, like exactly. no choice is a choice. And Doing I, I, nothing is right. a choice. Taking action is a choice. So when I read that book, it was like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful and so fortunate for having a choice to create something amazing for my That's- life. Beautiful. That is beautiful. And I think that that is very, very powerful because you're speaking a lot of the words that I love is the fact that we have to own our choices, right? The name of the podcast is own your choices, own your life, because you can't, I mean, you, I know know it's timing, right? When you really truly own what those choices are, you realize that you can actually change anything. You can change anything. And so I love that. The giver, the giver, it was called the giver. Okay. Yeah. The giver. Mm-hmm. So every time I fall into this role of, you know, the victim, or I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too hard, or I don't know what to do, I don't know which way to go, I just remember the book and how uh, fortunate we are for being able to choose. And that helps me get out of the victim Whoa. role. And I love that you shared that because it doesn't have to be your traditional personal development book that can impact you at all because there's lots of value in different things in reading, right? So it's, I mean, I love that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Do you happen to have a favorite quote? Favorite quote? Um, Yes. There is one by um, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the quote quite well, but it goes like the people who are crazy enough to, to believe they can change, believe they the can world. change the world. They are the ones who actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love yeah. that quote. I yeah, love me that too. quote. Yeah. 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 That's I love probably it. my favorite Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs one, but it's, it is up there with my quotes because sometimes when I think, Oh, Marshall, that's a crazy idea. And I'm like, no, sometimes the people that, you know, yeah. the crazy ideas are the ones that change the world. Yeah. And that yeah. quote, uh, I think that quote was, 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 was what led me to the world of personal development and to take chances. And so every time I feel like I'm the crazy lady or I'm weird, I just remember the quote and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now just do it. Powerful, right? Yes. It's powerful. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Who is a mentor who has impacted your life? It can be somebody you know or somebody you don't know. It doesn't have to be, it can be like a a person that you might never meet in your life. Some people say Tony Robbins, or it could be somebody who's close to you. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay, so yeah, that's a tough one because throughout my life, I've had a lot of mentors. I mean, teachers at school and my bosses when I was in the corporate world, coaches, um but okay so there are four people Mm -hmm. i admire Mm -hmm. i think the most right now um first is i i think i'll talk about my dad oh nice yeah i i i really really admire my dad because i remember my dad is a natural leader Mm -hmm. so he owns an accounting firm in my hometown Mm-hmm. And for many years, he has also been a leader, like in the accounting community. So I remember when I was little, when I was a little girl, and I would l- go to his events and look at him, like how he would relate with people and give conferences. And, um, and I was just 
I would think like, wow, that's my dad. Mm. I want to be like him when I grow up. And mm. he's also an amazing person. He has taught us a lot about serving others and helping people. Mm. So, awesome. yeah. That's so I, I really love and admire my dad. And my mom, well, she has taught us all about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And like really taking care and looking after the people you love. So I'll say, yes, my parents are people I admire. And I also have these two coaches I've had the, the opportunity to work with. So one is Cassie Jeans, and you know her. I do know uh, Cassie. Yes, I, I love Cassie. I mean, from mm-hmm. the very moment I saw her on Instagram, I, I just, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. she's powerful I met her I think three years ago mm-hmm. and we haven't met in person yet but I just love how passionate she is and the energy she mm-hmm. transmits even when we are miles away yeah. so you're able to feel that and I I think she's really blessed with words I mean yeah very. her gift are words Yeah, it's very funny actually you say that and it'll make sense later. I mean, I had a conversation with her today speaking about how good she is and how gifted she is when it comes to using words and helping people with that. And I just, it's funny because I said those exact same words to her. Like, completely let, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You have one more? Was there one more? Yes, one more. Um, so he's another life coach. He's in London. Mm-hmm. He, uh, his name is Sam Jones. And mm-hmm. he was the first person I worked with one-on-one. He was mm-hmm. my first coach three mm-hmm. years ago. And I admire him because he's so confident. Like mm-hmm. the first time I found him, I met him also on Instagram. I love Instagram. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just looked at his videos and all of his content and I thought wow this man is so confident mm-hmm. he has like this charm and, and he's so committed mm-hmm. to helping others he's so committed to um, helping people live happier lives in the UK mm-hmm. that I just thought like I have to work with him yeah well, it happened so, that's yeah. beautiful that's beautiful yeah so what is something that lifts you up or what drives you what is something that just drives you and says, yes, this is like this. I, I, I love to work with this. I love to make this happen. Just something that motivates you. Um, well, recently, as I began my journey as an entrepreneur, I found that um, being in front of people, like giving workshops is something that really lights me up. I, I just love sharing what I know and what I have learned in the last years because I know that what the information I have is important and I want people to have them. So when I'm in front of an audience sharing my story or sharing something I know that makes me feel super happy. And then when I look at the transformations or changes they make when they choose, when they make choices for for the better in their lives, I'm like, wow this is amazing so yeah that's that's something i have discovered that i love and yeah 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's watching other people have a transformation and whether even it's yeah. just their thoughts in the beginning, you're just like, oh, they start to see like, oh, there's possibilities and oh, I can have, I can change this. They start to see that because they have the, the chance to live through your stories, right? And yeah, I think, exactly. Yeah, I think that this is, is a great segue, the fact that like as the founder of your company called Masks Off, so what does masks off mean? What does it mean? What does it, what do you offer? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So masks off. Um, well, first for me, masks are all of the things that somehow limit us or stop us from taking that next step in our lives. Mm-hmm whether they are fears, doubts, insecurities, or toxic expectations, anything that stops you from, do, from going after what's truly important to you, mm-hmm. that's a mask yeah. for me. Yeah. So um, Masks Off right now, it's a coaching business, coaching mm-hmm. project. Um, but it was, um, it was born three years ago, the idea. But I actually took it seriously by the end of last year. Okay. Um, so here I have to go a little bit to my story mm-hmm. of why masks off and why I feel so connected okay. to the whole concept. So um, when I was a little girl, I always grew with this sense of being weird and being crazy and not fitting in because I was constantly asking myself like, why? Why do we have to live this way? Why are things this way? Right? I always thought there was something else. Mm-hmm. But when I began sharing those thoughts, people would tell me like, you're crazy or you're weird. Um, from a very young age, I, I had never had, for example, a TV in my room. And that's how I began reading. Right. Um, so I don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. And I prefer to read or do some other uh, type of activities. And so I grew up like that. At some point, I just decided I shut down my voice and I began living under other people's expectations. Mm-hmm. And I grew up being the good girl, the good sister, the good daughter, the good student, the good friend, the good everything. Um, but deep down inside of me, I always knew there was something mm-hmm. more. So, um, when I was 18 years old and I had to choose my career path, I had no idea what to do with college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sure of three things. I knew I wanted to start my business before 30. I am 29. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to work in an international uh, environment because I began traveling from a very young age and I really love being in touch with people from other cultures and lifestyles and ideologies and I also knew I wanted to create something to help people live happier lives mm-hmm. at that time I had no idea I just knew it yeah pull right sometimes yeah. we don't know exactly what it it will create but there's a pull right to do yeah. something different or to you feel called to do something. yeah yeah like you just know so i ended up in accounting in like the finances path because my parents are both accountants and mm-hmm. they my dad owns an accounting firm mm-hmm. so i kind of felt this pressure and these like 
expectations I, ex expectations mm -hmm. yeah like okay you've got to take the lead of the business at some point and so um i never really i mean i liked my career but i was never passionate about it and when i graduated from college i began a business with two of my best friends mm -hmm. but after a year it failed because we were not aligned with the vision of what we wanted to create. We were creating kind of a consultant firm, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so that was in 2014 and mm -hmm. I was 24 and I was feeling lost, confused. I was like, okay, I already failed as an entrepreneur. Um, I don't know what to do. It's I amazing. I just sorry. I have to. Cut, I just want to cut you for sorry. Sorry for a quick second. It's amazing yeah. how we equate that as failing. Like that's amazing. Yes. Like it's it's not. But it's amazing that that definition becomes I failed because the business didn't work. But or you just, I am a failure. Or I am a failure. Yeah, because the business didn't necessarily work. But you also just said how not aligned everybody was. And you described everything yeah. that was your dream of what to start with a business, which is no offense, not accounting, right? <laughs> like it's no offense. Like it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I, right. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but you're, you're being called to do no, yeah. big things. And yet you are in accounting and I understand that. But it's like, so there's a lot of misalignment that happens there, but it's funny how our brain equates that as I failed. Meanwhile, yeah. it wasn't aligned in the beginning anyways, right? Does exactly. that what you're saying? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, I yeah. Say that. yeah. But, I mean, of course, at that time, I had no idea about of that. Course. Now I understand it. Now I know right. it was part of the journey and it was an experience yeah. that led me to where I am right now. Right. Um, but in that moment, I was 24 and I was feeling lost. I was feeling like, I don't know what's my purpose. Right. I don't know why am I here, but I don't believe I came here to spend my life sitting in front of a computer for more than eight hours a day delivering reports. I just, I, I don't think human beings are on this planet to do that, to spend life this way. No, so, and you're and yeah. not, and some of us are not called for that kind of work. And for what it sounds as though you felt you were called for, which I believe because you can hear it in your words, that would just be suffocating for your soul because that is not yeah. what you're being called to do, right? It's the complete opposite. Yeah. It's like just putting the lid on it and squashing it and saying, nope, nope, can't yeah. live here. <laughs> no soul here. Yeah. Right? This is what we're doing. Yeah. So it's, it would be suffocating. Yeah, exactly. But somehow I ended up in the corporate world mm -hmm. after that because I, I, I just needed to try things. Right. So I was like, okay, I just need to move to another place, to another city. And that's how I moved to Mexico City because mm -hmm. I got a job in the corporate world. It was the dream job. Really, I was traveling the road. I was working with people from all over the, the world. I was killing it. It was like... A really really cool company right but I remember the first day in this job it was 8 30 a.m and I remember I was at the entrance of the building I was standing there and I would look around and see all watch all these people like with their Starbucks um, cups and cigarettes and they were talking about their bosses and reports they had to deliver it and stuff and I just thought this is not what I want <laughs> this is not the, the life I want for myself I know there is something else and I know 
um, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So yeah, probably I'm just going to be here for a while, saving some money, but I know this is not for me. I don't want to spend the rest of my life like this. No. So from the point where you decide that, no, I do not want to spend the rest of my life like this to the point where you start to step into what your gifts are and creating masks off. How long was that time frame? It was like, so that was 2014. And after that, that like, that was what took me to the world of personal development. Okay. Cause so I began looking years. for help to start mm -hmm. feeling better. Yeah. So first I, I started get, uh, diving into meditation and books on personal development to help myself, mm -hmm. to help myself feel better. And what was a turning point for me uh, when I decided that I wanted to become a coach was a TED talk I watched. Um, it is called How to Find the Work You Love by oh, Scott right. Dinsmore. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. So I when I that. listened to it, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. When I listened to it, I was just like, this man, he gets me. I mean, he knows how I'm feeling, what I want, what I'm looking for. So I began diving into all of his work, mm -hmm. into what he was doing. I began working and he helped, he used to help people because he passed away a few years ago to find their purpose and their passion. So that's how I began getting into the world of personal development mm -hmm. and then um one video took me to another video one book took me to another book yeah. and you know you start like um just finding things because i yeah. believe when you um make this decision of committing with yourself the mm -hmm. universe goes like woohoo yeah let's thank god help Person. Yeah. The universe is going, I've been trying to drag you this way. I've been trying to help you to pay attention and see. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I mean, I joke, but I don't because there are times where all of a sudden I say, I almost declare, I say, yes, this is what I'm doing. And then before I can even really register, like doors open, there's like this, oh, this person contacted this person. I'm like, where'd this come from? Like, it's just amazing sometimes. Yeah. But I think that it's when you actually get in that alignment and you are like, you're following that path that you're supposed to be on that other doors open up. Yeah. So that took me to a video from another coach, which I love. And this coach is called Brendan Bouchard. He's a high performance oh, yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. So a friend sent me one of his videos and as I was watching it, that was a moment where I had this aha moment Yeah. where I was like, that's what I want to do. That's my thing. I want mm -hmm. to be a coach. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I felt like this, um, I don't know, this feeling in my whole body, like butterflies of, wow, I just, I, I found my thing, you know, mm -hmm. this is my calling. But one thing is to find or discover your calling and yes. then the next step is to have the courage to actually pursue oh, two it. different things right yeah. it's two yeah. different things being in a spot yeah. and then actually stepping forward and yeah because following that. Mm -hmm. or our mind loves to create stories so of course after having this realization of yes this is what i want to do i want to be a coach then my mind began like okay yana but you're an accountant and mm -hmm. uh, you know nothing about personal development. And, you know, I began just creating all these stories of why oh, yeah. this was a bad idea. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't care. So right now I have a job. I'm going to keep the job. Yeah. Well, I train myself to become a coach. Exactly. So that's how I'm going to do it. 
So that's yeah, awesome. that's, that's what awesome. took me to, to start working with coaches. That's how I met um, Sam Jones, my first coach. And the concept of Masked Self was born in one of his sessions. Um, we were having a conversation and I just told him like, you know, I want to guide people through the process of taking their mask off because I know how that feels. I know how it feels to live under other people's expectations. And I just want to guide others to free themselves and to create something amazing for, for their lives. Mm -hmm. So that's how it began. Um, but I... Uh, I began working on it in 2016. Then I left it for almost a year because I got another job. You know, mm -hmm. the thing is I was scared to really like do things and give next steps in my life and fully take my masks off. So I, can, um, I, can I thank you for yeah. being that honest? I, I mean, thank you for saying that because I think there's this misconception that a person gets an idea in a business and then it's like, boom, go. Like, oh, they just, it, they just flew and there was no problems, which we no. all know is like, oh, not true. No. <laughs> no. But I just not. want to call that because that fear kicks in, right? That fear kicks in of like, who are you? to do this? Like, who are you yes. to offer this? Do you have enough to offer this? Like the voices that go in our heads are so incredibly toxic sometimes. Yeah. And it's just really, I mean, our ego is just trying to keep us right in one spot, safe, safe, safe. Like safe place. Yes. Yeah. Safe yes. and stuck and locked down. Like that's not necessarily, I mean, <laughs> it serves a purpose, right? The ego absolutely serves a purpose. It's not, so we're not jumping off of everything and being yeah. crazy. But it also keeps us so safe that it makes it tough for us to jump at different opportunities. Exactly. And that's what happened to me. I got like shocked because I knew there was potential within me. But then my mind was saying to me, who are you? Who do you think you are to do this? Why would people uh, want to listen to what you have to say? So you how know? did you work through that? Like, how did you work through that process? See, to start to be in a space where you believed that you had something to offer that was valuable. Like, how did you get to a space? Because you can see that like, it can hear you that it's there's those yo-yo moments back and forth. I call them yo-yo, but we go back and forth. It's like, yeah. I think I do. I don't know. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Back and forth. How do you go from that to a space where it's like, yeah, no, heck yes, I'm doing this. Like, this is something that I have. So what does that look like? How did that, how did you get from point A to point B? So it was a lot um, working with coaches. Okay. So I realized that before being able to guide others, I had to work in myself, in my self-worth, in my confidence, like in really believing that yeah. it was possible for me and that I was able to do this, that I could yes. do this. So yes. I began working with, with coaches. And uh, I, yeah, I, I have to say that Little by little, I just began gaining or recovering or finding this potential within me nice. and uh, making pieces with it, like being, yeah, you know, what do I have you, to say is important. Right. And do you, do you see how it sounds like it was like repeatedly showing up and doing the work starts yes. to build some evidence that you start to believe that, oh, wait, I do have something of value to offer. And then all of a sudden, when you have that evidence, your brain is like, oh, maybe I do have something to offer. This is different. Sometimes when we work our way through something that's difficult, 
we forget how difficult it was in that process. So we sometimes we look at it simply, and I've done this. I look at it and go, you mean someone's going to pay me for this? This is really simple. Well, it it's not. It's simple when you look at it on the one side, but when yeah. you're going through it, it's not simple. It's not. It's no. not. It's not easy. It's work, and I think that that's yeah. a piece that sometimes we we don't see. So. Yeah, and what I have discovered in all these process of taking my own mask off mm -hmm. is that uh, personal development is not a peel or a magic spell. No. It's a daily choice. So you've got to show up and every single day for that dream of yours. And even if it's sending an email or reading for 15 minutes a day, you've got to do something that builds this evidence and that um, uh, gets you closer to where you want to be. So that mm -hmm. was how it happened for me. So from the moment I decided to start working in myself and uh, freeing myself from all, all, all of these expectations and all this pressure I had created, mm -hmm. I just began like, okay, let's go one step at a time, one mask at a time. Mm -hmm. Little by little. So today you're doing this. Tomorrow and Wilson's tomorrow. And of course now that I, when I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm so happy I made this decision. I'm so happy I chose to show up every single day. I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that's the piece again. People hearing and seeing that it's like a conscious daily choice in yes. order to show up in this way, this form, this energy, this intention, it's work. It is work. But people, and I've had people say, well, that's hard work. I'm like, so staying the same. Yeah. It's all, you just choose which hard you want. They're all, I mean, it's, it's all staying the same. It's all work. So it's choosing it. So why do you, can I ask you, why do you think that people wear the mask that they do? Like, where do they come from? What do we, I know you've, you've mentioned a little bit earlier, but just, I mean, I think you've touched on which I love is the fact that we don't just wear one mask. We're wearing like multiple different masks at the same time. Yeah. So where do you think that comes from? I think it comes from fear. <laughs> so I believe the, there are two platforms from where the world moves. One is love. Mm -hmm. And from love, you have gratitude, you have joy, you have passion. And the other one is fear. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, it's fear because um, I believe um, as human beings, we, we really want to show up and we really want to be seen for who we are and loved for who we are. Mm -hmm. um, but we are also scared mm -hmm. to be heard, to be rejected, to be disappointed, to feel pain. I think it to comes feel judged. From, from that. Yeah, yeah. to feel so judged. We start wearing, yeah, we start wearing masks in order to protect ourselves as a way mm -hmm. to, yeah, as a way to, to protect ourselves. But what we are doing with this as we were, when we were masks is we're numbing other things like joy, connection, fulfillment. I, I think those are some of the most pivotal words I've ever heard in my life was when I read in, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. And like, I've been a Brene Brown, oh, the author for like a long time. She was probably one of the first authors that I read or I heard her TED talk on vulnerability. And, um, where I, I honestly, at the time I was like, I think she's taking, like, she's talking to me. She's totally talking, like she's speaking my language and I could relate. 
but she talked about how we are, um, when we wear that mask to protect ourselves from the world so that we don't feel the pain of that judgment or the hurt, because we all just want to connect and belong, right? We like at the end of the heart of it, that's what we want is to connect and belong. But even though that's what we want the most, then if that's what we want the most, the masks don't coincide with that because that's not who we are, right? But when she said that wearing the mask, can you think it protects you from pain and it actually, you cannot selectively block out emotions. As soon as you put the mask on, now you're blocking out joy, you're blocking out you know, happiness, you're blocking out gratitude. And those were some real turning points for me where I realized that because I wasn't feeling much anymore. I, was, I know I was numb in a lot of ways because numb was a survival guide for a while. And we've all been there. But that was a case where it was like, okay, wait a minute. No wonder I'm not feeling joy. No wonder I'm not feeling happiness. Like we have to feel pain in order to know joy. We have to feel sadness in order to know happiness. You do need the light in order to have, like you need the dark in order to feel the light. So they do go together, right? So that's the thing is that those masks are really, really, um, they can block us from experiencing life as what we are capable of and what we deserve to feel. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that also comes when, when um, it also happens when you're sharing your story. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, we're mm -hmm. trying to pretend everything is okay. Everything is yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but truth is that in order to really show up authentically mm -hmm. we've got to embrace our stories and that means embracing our light or shadow yeah all of it, it it's important that we talk about our shadows too mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people they just don't feel comfortable with it because it creates this fear of what are they gonna think hmm. If I, if I um, show up myself as a vulnerable person, because, I mean, as Brene Brown says, a lot of people relate vulnerability with weakness. Uh, it's completely opposite. And I just love how she has changed this concept yes. into, like, no, vulnerability is actually courage. Yes. And I, I, I love that. And I think it's important for people to understand this, yeah. that in order to show up authentically, you've got to embrace your own story, all parts of it. Hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I, we cannot, we cannot truly self-love and love where we are and who we have become if we don't um, actually embrace the fact that, you know, all of the good, the bad, and the ugly have made us who we are. So we can't hate yes. like half of our life and then love ourselves yeah. because that just, it's completely incongruent. It's not possible. Now it doesn't, it's really tough. This is a tough one because when we have like really traumatic, difficult things happen, it's hard to say, Oh, I'm so grateful that that happened. Cause that's not real either. I don't think that that's no. real, no. but I think that we know that it has created a, and I don't even say, I don't even like the words reason. Like I, I really struggle with that when people say, well, it happens for a reason. That's a spiritual thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cause I do believe in that. But when you've gone through a really, really ugly, difficult time or the loss of someone, the loss of a child, telling them it happens for a reason just feels wrong. It feels really, but what can you do from it? Like what can you do with it? And how can you make a difference with that experience is different than saying it's okay. It happened for a reason. 
right? So it's just tying into that piece that there is a, um, there's a part of that story. We have to love who we are. And that includes all the parts that have added up to get to here. Yeah. I think you've got to let yourself feel. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the first step, like really to, to sit with your emotions, Mm -hmm. to sit with them and be like, okay. I mean, I know it's not easy. And, um, for me being an entrepreneur, I mean, you go through moments of like anxiety or like you, you don't know what to do with your business or which way to go and all that. Um, so I know firsthand it is not easy to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just go sit with anxiety and see what happens and what it has for me. No, but um, it sounds easy to say it's hard, but we've got to do it. We've got to let ourselves feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first step because when you feel, when you go through the pain, when you, I mean, like if you want to cry, do it like create the yeah. these spaces for you to to let your um emotions speak right. if you want to cry if you want to like um i don't know you can journal you can i think this goes with uh doing inner work right knowing what works best for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um when you start knowing yourself maybe for some people it's going to be like going for a walk or um having drinking some water i don't know like you've got to to learn to listen Hmm. to your inner guide and yeah then i'll go to the topic of intuition like you've got to start listening Mm -hmm. to that voice inside of us because we have i think right now we live in a society where we have forgotten or a lot of people um, has forgotten about intuition and yeah. some people look at it as some like magical thing mm-hmm. when in reality it's something that it's within us. I, I think everything is already within us and we just have to uh, silence the noise from the exterior and look within. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because it's not, it's not that there's a magic answer, but if you silence everything else, maybe you can actually hear what your body is telling you, right? Silence the other opinions, silence the thoughts of others, silence what you think people are thinking and just ask yourself. I mean, I I routinely have a conversation with myself. I'm not going to (laughs) lie where it's like, do you want to do that? Like, is that, does that feel like a yes? It's like, no, actually it's not. I don't want to. We don't, I think sometimes we then get stuck in overthinking and thinking like, is that, um, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Is this like, why mm. is this not work that you should be happy with this? This is a great opportunity. But if it does, if it's not a yes, then, you know, it's not getting your full amount of energy. If you have to talk yourself into it, yes. then no. And yes. And you have to start changing, uh, your language. Mm-hmm. um on how you you speak to yourself yes. like instead of saying i can or this is not possible for me or this is too hard or this is too expensive or whatever uh beliefs or ideas you have why yeah. don't you start asking like how can i make this possible mm-hmm. like what can i learn from this so i think that's also another step to start um asking questions instead of blaming instead instead of 
closing yourself to possibilities. And I have found gratitude is also super important in this process of taking your mask up, of going through difficult situations. Being grateful. Yes. It's a very powerful practice. And I would have to say that from the majority of the people that I do speak with on this podcast, that's going to rank as one of the number one things that they is consistently here is find a way to practice gratitude daily. It comes in, it's pretty consistent as one of the top things that some of the coaches, some of the speakers, some of the people that I interview, that's what they do. It's a daily practice for them. It's that important. So I think it's really, yeah, I think it's super powerful because you start changing maybe you will not notice it at the beginning but mm-hmm. over the time you will start um noticing these shifts in your mindset like yeah. wow i'm not blaming others i'm not mm-hmm. blaming my life I'm, I'm i'm being i'm not looking at my life or at situations as failure but as experiences or parts of the process parts of the journey right. so um actually i don't like using the word uh, failure a lot i prefer no. to use the word experience or lesson because i think hmm. that's what it is i love that's that every- do you see how just yeah. how powerful it is to change what one word yeah. and it just takes that whole negative thing out of it is it's not i mean even if failure is something that like i mean we also fail forward you do that like it's okay but i love the the word switch there that you talked about like experience um versus failure that's I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think you've got, we've got to start changing perception and on the word failure. Uh, for me, it causes, uh, it still causes pressure to hear failure. Mm-hmm. And I think it is related with a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it is not, you no, know, it not. is not. So I prefer to use the word experience and I found when I use this word, it's easier for me to deal with the whole situation mm-hmm. and to see like, okay, what is not working? What can I learn from this? And how am I going to move forward? Mm-hmm. I love that. No, I love that. I love, I love what you're sharing. I think there's so much value there and just helping people to look at it differently and seeing the power of choice, the power of owning our stories, the power of like letting go of the mask, the power of feeling, not numbing, right? And all of those things that they really add up to create a massive change in our life. So I love that you're sharing that. I do. Where is, um, like think of, if, so you do some one-on-one coaching, you do some workshops, yeah. you do some conferences. What kind of conferences yeah. do you speak at or are you part of? So I've, I've been speaking about entrepreneurship and my journey as an entrepreneur. Nice. Um, yes, to share um, like what have been my ups and downs, like the whole journey. That's what I've right. been speaking in, in my conference, just sharing my, my story and especially with students. So I think that's really valuable to, because they get inspired and they are like, okay, wow, it's, it's possible. There are possibilities out there in the world when you choose courage. Oh yeah. And that's what they have to hear is that there are those possibilities, right? I just love that. I mean, we, we learn from others. We learn from their journey. We learn from, we can't do that if people don't take masks off. We just can't. It has to be something that yeah. we are, that we are sharing. So yeah. you, I mean, this is a lot of different value and shift of thinking, which I absolutely love. And I appreciate you sharing that. Where can people connect to you, follow you, find you, reach out? What's the best ways to connect and reach you? 
So um, I love Instagram. I said that earlier. You did. You did. Yeah. So the main platform I use for my business right now is Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you can find me in there. Um, it's Anna Hyen, J-A-E-N dot masks. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure it's in the notes for people to reach yes. you. Yes, mm -hmm. thank you. So in there, I love to upload videos and tips and things. I'm, I, I love to share like the information I have and I have learned throughout these years and to share my journey as an entrepreneur. Nice. You will also see things about my daily life because in the end, I want people to know that, yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I've been through a process of growth, but I'm I'm also, I'm human, you know, so I feel I have failures, I have victories, I have family, I have friends, and yes. you'll find a lot of that in my network, in my, awesome. my Instagram. Um, you will, you can also follow me on my uh, Facebook fan page, mm -hmm. so uh, Masks of Life Coaching, awesome. and uh, you can go to my website. So, awesome. um, all of my content, it's kind of funny because when I first began with Masks Off, everything was in English. Mm -hmm. But this year, I changed everything, all of the content to Spanish. I just wow. did it this year. But I used to, to do everything in English. Um, but I still uh, do coaching in English. I, I can do both English and Spanish. Um, I, if you go, for example, to my website, there is a guide a free guide, like mm -hmm. seven questions to start oh, nice. taking your masks off. And um, you can download it in Spanish or in English. So <laughs> now there's some good value. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. I will make sure that all that information is in the notes for people so that they can easily reach out, connect with you and connect with that guide. That's awesome. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Oh. Here. My pleasure. I have two questions for you that I like to ask everybody when they're here. Um, the second last one is if you could go back in time, you can pick the age, you can pick anything. What age would you go to Anna that you could pass a message on to your younger self? And what would that message be? Mm, um, I think it'll be to my 12 year old one mm -hmm. yeah when i was 12 years old um because i was like in this point of i was not a a child anymore but i was getting into teenage life uh, so it's a, it was like a difficult well not difficult but i would just tell myself and uh, trust yourself like mm -hmm. really just trust yourself yeah. and follow what lights you up that's it's, awesome. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, life is about improving. So there are no right or wrongs. That's a great quote there just in itself. Like life is about improving. There is no right or wrongs. Yes. I like yes. that. Yes, yeah. I, really I think like we that. are in this constant um, journey of mm -hmm. growth. Of growth. Mm -hmm. Yes. No right or wrongs. Awesome. I love that. Your last question is what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. Yes. I think that right now uh, the lesson would be that 
you don't need a Hollywood story to create mm -hmm. something amazing. Because oh. sometimes we think that, I mean, we look at like people, I don't know, like Oprah or, or all these um, leaders. Yes. And they had some, uh, I mean, and not that it is wrong, but they have some stories like life-changing stories. Right. Like right. Accidents or stuff, like hard stuff. But I have discovered that you, what you need is to embrace your own story. As mm -hmm. we talk about, we talked about this before, like really embracing your dark, your light, all of who you are. Because mm -hmm. when you do that, then you're able to keep creating something amazing for you. So I think that's, um, that would be the lesson. I love that. It makes me think for some reason, the word popped into my mind about when we are embracing all of our story, then we are not like, we're like surrendering and not fighting resistance. Like it's whenever we are resisting is when we are putting those blocks up, we are putting the masks on, we are creating that. But if we can embrace all of our story and all of the things that make us who we are, then I think there's less resistance, more surrender and more alignment. And flow. Yeah, yeah. And more flow and alignment. More flow. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. It's a very beautiful, beautiful summary and a beautiful way to explain it. And I love how simple it is. It doesn't have to be anything too. Um, it's not complicated, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. Oh. No, no, it doesn't have to. No, like you just have to surrender and to really love yourself. Like find this place where you love your story and you're willing to share it yeah. with the world because you never know who can you inspire with your, with you know, your no. And I think the more that we show up, I can say like, I, the more that we show up and be real in that world of social media or in that world of the just life outside. Like I've had people reach out that I've never met who've left a message and it makes such a big, like such a big, um, impact. And I just, that helps me to keep going. Right. It just helps me to keep going. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because I mean, in the end, we are, I mean, we're here and I think we're all connected. We've found it. I mean, yes. we're all connected and we're here to light others. Yes, but absolutely. By showing up, we guide others to do mm -hmm. this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. On that, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much for sharing um, everything that you did about the power of masks and the power of, you know, taking them off and being real and not and embracing all parts of our story and embracing that choice. You're speaking completely my language and all of the words mm -hmm. that are so important to me that I have found life changing. So I thank you so much. I know that this will resonate with someone else who's listening. Yeah, no, thank you for having me here. As I said uh, before starting the interview, this is the first time I do an interview for a podcast. Yeah. So I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. And it, yeah. put one under your belt because you did a great job. You did a great job. You really <laughs> did. You really did. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anna. I really, really appreciate you and your time and sharing with everyone. And I know that there'll be some takeaways from this. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.